You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Here we are on the morning after Election Day in Napa County, and there's a lot of misinformation out there about what the ballots counted so far represent, how many ballots are left to count, what it all means for some very close races out there. Here to try and put some clarity to all of this, I'm joined by Napa County Clerk, Assessor, Registrar, Recorder, John Tudor. He was up late last night, but he joins us early to help end some of this confusion. John, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your giving me an opportunity. All right, let's begin by talking about the numbers that we got last night and what that represents. <laughs> well, let me tell you something I just heard which talking about misinformation. So NBC News, apparently someone heard that the turnout for this entire election in Napa County was 29.x uh, percent. <laughs> well, of course, that's only the turnout with the first count. That has nothing to do with the final turnout because we've only counted probably somewhere around between 40 and 45 percent of the ballots. So that number is at least going to double and hopefully get up into the 60s and 70 percent. But the NBC reporters seemed to indicate, well, that's the turnout in Napa County for this election. So they didn't get it. It's clear that the number of votes that have been counted so far, the numbers people have seen last night and this morning, represent roughly 45 percent of the total number of ballots cast. I'm hoping that's true. If it's it would be great if it was only 42%, which means that our turnout will be even higher. But my guess is we're in the mid-40s range, which means with 29% now, uh, we're ho- or 27, whatever it is, that we'll be in the 60 to high 60% range if, if everything turns out right. Which means, to, to put it in simple terms for everybody, how many ballots are left to count approximately? Well, I'm hoping about 35,000. They're just boxes of ballots in our back room that have come in uh, Monday, Tuesday, um, from our drop boxes, from our vote centers. And, of course, California and the law now provides that ballots that are postmarked or return envelopes that are postmarked on Election Day can arrive up until this Friday, uh, the 9th. Plus, last night, the post office went out of their way, our local post office, to bring us several tubs of ballots at 10 o'clock in the evening, which they had personally hand-stamped and not sent down to Oakland so that we could, and since all the postage was paid, we're going to pay for those ballots, which is fine, but that was above and beyond the call of duty, and I'm going to let the post office know how pleased I am about that. So we got through Friday to keep getting ballots in the mail. We have through next Wednesday for ballots to come to us from other counties where Napa residents dropped them off in another county. We have ballots from a number of counties here. I don't know how many, but probably 50 to 60 ballots, Sonoma County, Solano County, that were dropped in our drop boxes. In the past, those were not counted, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Now the law says we have up until next Wednesday to get those to the other counties, and they have time to get their ballots to us. We had one voter in Riverside County who lost her envelope, and we talked to her on the phone, and she worked with my colleague down in Riverside County to make sure her ballot's going into an envelope that she could sign 
and that they're going to send it up to us. So the totals that we got last night and this morning really represent the early voters, people that voted up to what, Friday night, Saturday morning? No, actually, we got some all the way through Sunday and Monday from our drop boxes. So I'd say we've gotten, there's still a, some ballots that we processed on Monday, but not very many that we haven't counted yet. But we've we processed a big chunk through Monday. When will we have some more significant numbers? Uh, you'll have some more significant numbers in uh, the uh, Friday afternoon at 4.30. Uh, we're going to be working today and tomorrow to get all of those ballots that have come in, that 55% of the ballots, that 30,000-plus ballots, in shape for um, getting ready to count. We'll start counting those on Friday. Uh, we have more people to process ballots coming in on Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll be counting on Tuesday and Wednesday. By Wednesday, I hope to have 95% of the ballots counted, not 45%. And at that point, I'm going to stop until I certify, because if there's still close races, we're not going to know the outcome until I certify the election and every single ballot has been counted. And as you know, we have a bunch of close races. In the college board, we have a 52-vote margin. Right. In the, um, we have a seven-vote, we have a tie vote in Calistoga for second and third place. We have a seven-vote margin in American Canyon between second and third. We have a 16-vote margin for mayor, uh, and we have only 19 votes Keeping Measure I, which is the transportation, I mean, the transient occupancy tax raise for the unincorporated area, it's only 19 votes out of passing. It's just below 66.667%. So we've got all of those races out there that may or may not be settled until I certify. The numbers that you're going to release at 4.30 on Friday, do you have an estimate as to how many more ballots that will represent? I hope to get eight to 10,000 in, but that's my goal. I forget what the second count was in June, but it may have, it was up in the thousands. It's not in the hundreds. Like last night, our second count only had 42 ballots in it because California law requires that I count any ballots that were turned in at vote centers that were not in envelopes, and we had 42 of those. As you know, our voters have been voting by mail for a decade, and so very few people don't use an envelope, and so we had to process. Explain, because this came up, uh, it was, and it was difficult to explain last night, what that, that second number is, why you have to count those ballots turned in, not in envelopes, on election night. Well, so the process, usually most counties, there are only five Voters' Choice Act counties that are all vote-by-mail, Jeff. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. rest of the counties have polling places. And, of course, those ballots all come in, as live ballots, so to speak, not in envelopes. And the law requires that the registrar of voters cannot go home in any county until all their polling place ballots have been counted. So in our case, the equivalent of a polling place ballot are the 42 ballots. Two of them were cast in our office. The other 40 were cast up in Angwin. Those all have to be counted, and we have to wait until all of the material comes back from our vote centers just as other counties have to wait for all the materials to come back from their polling places. Sonoma County didn't get home until 3 o'clock in the morning, 
But, of course, they had 138 polling places out there as opposed to our seven vote centers. And did everything go well yesterday? Were there any glitches, any problems, anything that, that transpired worthy of note? Well, there was a, no glitches, but I was so excited about the turnout. So, first of all, lots of young voters, lots of first-time voters. I've never seen that kind of a turnout among young voters. And my feeling is that people's concerns about the direction and what's happening to American democracy with a small d uh, has generated a lot of, what can I do about this? Well, at least I'm going to cast a ballot. So lots of young voters. I, that was very exciting. We had 600 people at least registered to vote between the 23rd of October and last night. That's triple what we had in June. Many of those were young, first-time voters. It was very exciting to see that. We had 82 people in line, Jeff, at our crosswalk vote center over on First Street on the other side of the freeway at 8 p.m. And, of course, if they're in line at 8 p.m., they're allowed to cast their ballot. So we were there for another hour and a half processing those people. We had 50 people in line in American Canyon at 8 p.m. at the library. Uh, I'm not sure about what happened at the Holiday Inn Express site. But so lots of interest, lots of excitement. And what was wonderful about it, the voters, our, our workers at Crosswalk never got to eat. They were so busy all day, they never could take a lunch break. They could never take a dinner break. I brought them pizza at 9.30, uh, which I hope will keep them alive, at least till they got home to go to bed. Uh, so we were just slammed in a good way. And we're looking at increasing the number of uh, voting machines we have at each of the, the heavily hit vote centers, increasing the number of people we have there. So in March of 2020, when the turnout may be even higher, uh, we'll be able to accommodate people more quickly. But people were, the voters and the staff in the vote centers were just wonderful. No grumbling, no anger. People were taking 20 to 25 minutes to stand in line and get to vote. We had no uh, angry voters, no disgruntled voters. We had one woman I saw who had a meltdown because she was she couldn't stay. She wasn't melting down about her treatment. She was melting down, but we were able to swift her out of line and take care of her. So um, it went very smoothly given the huge interest in this election. Yeah, I want to come back to that, but I want to stay on our, our local elections first. One of the questions that I get asked the most, and I'm sure you've been asked it a hundred times in the past uh, 15, 20 hours, is to what extent will besides these close races, to what extent will more ballots and more counting change the results that we've seen so far? Well, normally, there's no reason. In the old days, people who voted early, or also at the time called absentee, it's now vote by mail, represented a certain demographic. They were usually older, they were usually white, and often they were Republican. So the early vote wasn't necessarily indicative of what was happening. Nowadays, people early vote or they don't early vote. So there's no demographic rationale for thinking early voters are different. The one big difference that we learned in June, uh, Jeff, is that late voters usually are those who, uh, many of them are those who can't make up their mind. And oftentimes an undecided voter is going to be more likely to be a no voter uh, just because they don't know. And 
So that's what happened to Measure C in June. It was leading in the early vote because the people who knew what they wanted to do had voted. And then it eventually lost, again, only by a very small margin. But the late vote swung the other way. And the one reason that I can think of is that late voters are more likely to vote no. That doesn't mean anything about a certain race. Although in uh, one of the races, there was apparently, and I just heard about it, some allegations of improper mailers and stuff, which came late. So that could have an impact on that one race, with late voters having gotten the mailer where people who didn't get it in the last week had already made up their mind and voted in the early week. Well, I mean, that's traditional campaigning in a way. Back in the days when there used to be a real election day that everything moved towards. So that was sort of a throwback to that old idea. Well, and you and I have talked about the fact that many voters now, given the gotcha Uh, quality of elections, wait to see what the October surprise is going to be, especially like that new movie coming about, about what happened to Gary Hart. So uh, there is some waiting to see if anything is going to transpire. Napa County usually doesn't have anything like that. We're not the national scene, but uh, that is another reason. And of course, I tell this secret, I'm going to tell it on the air, If you vote early, you often are taken off the list of the campaign so you don't get the junk mail and you stop getting the robocalls because they don't want to waste their money on somebody who's already voted. And they buy from us the lists of people who we have said have already voted. So voting early can have its benefits, but it doesn't seem to be working because I see the trend as people voting later and later. And I'll let you know when we're finished uh, the week of November 26th, if that stayed true, because we used to get almost 50 or a little over 50% of the ballots in that first count, it slipped to 42% in June, and we'll see where it is when I'm finished for this November election. Of course, the fact that there were so many propositions on the ballot is often the reason for that. That's what people have the hardest time making their decisions on. Well, and as you know, we're able to try and determine voter intent because our counting machines spit out a ballot that looks like a person voted yes and no. And you'd be surprised how many of those images where somebody had voted yes, then they crossed it out, voted no, put a big arrow no. (laughs) uh, And there were lots of those. So these propositions, especially five and six and eight, generated a lot of that kind of people scratching their heads and after reading it again deciding no it was very funny when we had the big lines at our office yesterday a woman stopped me and said i made a mistake on my ballot i meant to vote another way on a proposition i said take it out i don't want to know what proposition see the no vote you said cross that out mark the yes put a big arrow saying yes and we'll count that you don't have to wait in line for 15 minutes to get a new ballot it is sort of antiquated, and that. Before I let you go, John, I want to talk just for a second about that because, as everybody heard yesterday, people standing in line. This wasn't in Napa, but but overall, we certainly heard a lot about this throughout the country. People standing in line for two hours in the hot sun. People standing in line in bad weather. Voting machines that weren't plugged in at the beginning of the day, machines that didn't work for some reason at the beginning of the day, and new machines had to be brought in. 
I mean, there were so many stories that, that we heard during the course of just listening to the news yesterday. In a country in which we can order up a car or order up a meal or do basically anything and shop and have things delivered within a couple of hours, that we have such an antiquated, pathetic, old-fashioned way of voting somehow seems very disturbing. Well, let me say this. We've all talked about online voting. The problem with it is not so... There's two problems. One is the security of the transmission of an electronic ballot from the voter to the elections official. That's not the big issue. The big issue is knowing who cast that ballot. You know, as you know, we check every signature on every return envelope, and everybody who cast one of those live 42 ballots had to sign their name on a roster. So we check every single envelope that comes in. That's one of the reasons it takes us a few days to catch up. And that's our security that the person who voted that ballot is the person who returned it to us. So there's still that. And there could be, as you know, there could be a retinal scan on your computer that only you would, it wouldn't have. But then somebody could do the retinal scan. Somebody else could knock them over the head and then vote their ballot. So there is still that security and integrity issue. But here's what gets me is everybody showed up on election day. Hello. They didn't wake up that there was an election going on. They had their ballots for 29 days. Many people lost their ballots, threw them away with the election junk mail they got. And so they had, and we didn't have much traffic. You know, we were open at our office, of course, all the time. American Canyon was open for 10 days before the election. That first week from Saturday to Friday, they, the maximum they had on any one day was five voters. So nobody pays attention. That's part of the human psyche, I guess, which is what leads to not just in Napa, but in other parts of the country, the lines on election day. And people understand. I mean, they don't have a sheepish look, but they're quiet in the line because they know, well, I could have mailed the sucker well, in but it, you know, it's two weeks ago. Just so it just and it really struck me yesterday more than in any other time. I mean, we all open our phones. You know, everybody listening to us is either, you know, opening their phone with a fingerprint or a facial recognition. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just how we live our lives. And yet voting is such a throwback. Well, and, you know, of course, one of the issues that I don't want to promote, I'm very concerned about election integrity, but it works perfectly in California, is using this whole election integrity rigging to suppress the vote. Right. I mean, California, somebody, everybody, almost everybody who comes up to our counter has their driver's license out. I say California doesn't require you to have photo ID. We take your word who you are. They're doing it so we can read their name and their address. They're not doing it. But they're also expecting us to need it. We have had we have people fill out a quick form as they're waiting in line so when they get to the counter, we don't have to listen to them spell their name. It's written out for us, and we can quickly find them to issue them the replacement ballot. Well, we will see how it all unfolds. Just to recap real quickly, John, we'll have more numbers Friday at 4.30. And then will you release additional numbers on Mon- on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week? Yes. Tuesday at 4.30 and Wednesday at 4.30. That's the 13th and 14th. And I'm hoping by Wednesday at 4.30 we'll have 90 to 95% of the ballots counted. And then we go into certification mode 
which has a bunch of steps that will take us. And we're off two days the week of the 19th for hell, uh, for Thanksgiving. So that's why we're then we'll, I'm almost sure we'll be done the week of the 26th. And we should tell people that the reason you won't have anything on Monday is that that's a holiday as well, Veterans Day. That's right. It's a holiday for the county. John Tudor. And by the way, our workers have worked 13 straight days through election night. I got home at 1130. They need some time to decompress so that we do this next very important part of the process and certification carefully and accurately. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com, Napa Valley Radio for the way we live now.